This is Dragon Boys. I'm Riggs. That's Matt. Hello. Oh, that's nice. It's a little different. Yeah, you know, I like to change it up a little bit, keep it fresh. Yes. Um, it's a little Vincent Pricey. Yeah, kind of. You know, I might not bring that one back, but I thought, you know, you never know unless you try. Yeah, it, you, it's true. You don't. And they're not going to know unless they try listening to this episode, which is just going to be a bang. I feel really good about this one. I feel good about all of them, but like this one for sure. I mean, I, I say that and I'm like, oh, the last ones were piles of shit, but this one. <laughs> this one's going to save everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're breaking the breaking the form a little bit today. First, let me, you know, before, yeah, and we're going to break the form by this. Matt, how are you today? How's it going? Oh, oh, I'm cut off Hard. Oh no, I'm uh <laughs> you're sweating so much. Oh my god. Oh my god, what? He knows my existence. Uh I'm good, you know, just going along, another day in paradise, as they say. Um so you know, doing all right. How about yourself? Nice, good. It's a nice summer's eve here in Chicago. So, you know a nice summer's eve, the summer wind. <laughs> going. Came blowing in and stopped. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we need. We are going to get sued if we keep going. Yeah, that's true. We like to, I mean, Matt, we call ourselves, we've been, you know, we've been published here or there. You know, we've had, you know, we've been out there in in the ether. We call ourselves artists and... You know, I thought like what we should do here today is kind of, you know, give a peek behind the curtain kind of deal. You know, like not all of our ideas are are well thought out and fleshed out ideas, you know, just come to us and we work on them by ourselves. A lot of times it's we're collaborating on things and we're bringing stuff to the table and we're like, hey, think I have an idea for something. Let's let's flesh it out. Let's work on it. Like, I think this could really be something here. This could be the next Citizen Kane, et cetera. I mean, right. we've said that so many times, too. <laughs> no, for real. This is the next Citizen Kane. I promise this you. This is the next one. <laughs> it's just labeled Citizen Kane 2. Yeah. I told you it was the next one. It's a, it's a sequel. To Citizen 2 Kane. But yeah, you are right, Mike. We are artists, and we we definitely workshop a lot of different ideas for this show. It's not just, it's not just thrown together, people. It mm-hmm. is not just thrown together. God, I... I hope it doesn't come off that way we spend at least 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. talking about different stuff and then we say oh shit we should probably record and then that's when the record button really that's but that's the part of the workshop process get the mental diarrhea out squirt that mental diarrhea out of your hot little hole and in and spray Spray the toilet with your bad ideas to get that one crowning turd that is the good idea. The cr- the idea, the, the turd of an idea. And that's the, the crowning achievement. Where do you think that term comes from? Exactly. You're crowning well, with a turd. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. The hot hole. That's, <laughs> that is ingenious. <laughs> See, this is the workshopping right now is what happening is what happens with us, basically. Exactly. And this episode is just like that. We want to we want to bring that to you. So welcome to the first ever Jargon Boys Artist Workshop. And how exciting is this? We're going to I have an idea here. I just, you know, I had this idea for a character and I'm like, this could be something. I don't know what this is, but it could be something. So I wanted to bring it to 
you know, we're, we're well, we're definitely accredited throughout the, the country. This is a well, a very prestigious workshop. So what better place to bring it to than here? Right. Exactly. And I, I think we should all, for our, our sakes, we should just kind of label trademark over mm-hmm. all this trademark, yeah. trademark. I mean, and to just put that as like the headline trademark, this is our trademark. We need this kind of stuff, please. Mm-hmm. I we'll, think that should be the disclaimer. We'll splice that in like every time, like every few seconds, just so like people don't lose it or get off track or get confused or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. So, man, should I just, I mean, the, do we need to preamble anymore? Should I just bring you the character that I have to the table? And you've you've had a lot of great character work over the years. Um, so this is why I'm excited to get your eyes on this. Um, you've been responsible for so, I think we talked about this last episode with the Geico Caveman. That was, that was your ad campaign that you really, um, that you ran with, which was Correct. very successful, very successful. Yeah. So they, I mean, I came up with the caveman idea, but it was more for a um, caveman steakhouse, eat steak that you've only killed yourself with your bare hands. And they kind of like, what if we use it for a character in one of our insurance commercials? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that. And then they just left the room and, you know, (laughs) again, that's where my, 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 uh, my, why I was so diligent in this episode to say trademark because mm-hmm. you know it was just straight up stolen from me and you were underwater at that restaurant for like you know a lot it was, it was yeah bad. people was kept situation. coming for people kept coming from insurance quotes <laughs> and they didn't want to kill an animal with their bare hands so i was like um uh, well we're not on the same page and i just look at him with my my arms up like this i'm kind of doing the emoji arms up and a kind of y figure for our listeners and we would stare at each other maybe for 20 minutes and then they would they would leave. They would just leave. <laughs> Oftentimes very frustrated too, because you wouldn't say anything. You would just shrug in that emoji pose and just stand there until exactly. they left. Listen, I got a bunch of wild animals running around in the back that I gotta <laughs> tend to. Are you gonna do this or what? <laughs> it's a cool concept. I mean, I think it was a little bit before its time because now I feel like that would really take off. Now you have to kill an animal and cook it. And it's often going to be pretty raw because you only can use like the elements to cook it, or it's really going to take a while to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why people lived till like they were, you know, 40 back then, because that's <laughs> we're yeah, really they, going through the uh, you know, make, making things good to eat. It was mostly sustainability, just, hey, I need calories. Mm-hmm. I need this or I'll die tomorrow. Exactly. And that's the, that's the experience we were going for, which I appreciate, but a lot of people, a lot of people did not. That's for sure. Uptight sure. snobs, uptight snobs. The whole, the health board, the commissioner's office, the Better, mm-hmm. business, better business Bureau, all uptight snobs. But that ad campaign was really successful, which, I mean, your work with characters cannot be understated. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I developed that character as he was. Oh, yeah. And it was, the likeness was, a, you know, you used a lot of your own um, likeness for it. And if I can, mm-hmm. uh, my sloping brow. Mm-hmm. Your sloping brow. Um, your beard was a big inspiration for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's real spotty at best. Yeah, the spotty. The tattered rags that you are trying to bring back into fashion, too. 
I mean, rags can be warm too. You just got to wear them in right layers. It's always been my opinion. At the character I have to, for you today, it could be epic. Could be a big one. This is going to be a big, this, I see this for a big project, you know, like, a, like a, a big budget movie or, you know, a big budget uh, TV show, I guess, what have you. Um, okay. I like it. I like the ambition so far. Let me tell you what his name is and then we can go from there what this is. But his name is okay. Mr. Mole. The title of the movie is going to be Mr. Molehill colon mountain maker. Mm, I love it so far. It's like a superhero almost. Kind of. Yeah. I'm going for like a superhero Marvel type movie. The guy's name is Mr. Molehill. Okay. And his deal is that he just makes a big deal out of things. You know, he's, he's constantly making, he's the best at making mountains out of a molehill. So he's just, you know, his everyday life, really super dramatic, like taking, uh, blowing things way out of proportion kind of deal. Just, you know, every turn in his life. Absolutely. I mean, I'm already picturing a scene in my head right now where, you know, I'm assuming in the superhero movie or usually a superhero movie, there's always a villain. There's always a good guy or a group of good guys. So maybe he's with a group of people similar to the Avengers. <laughs> um, so Disney will prosecute us. <laughs> They've made that very clear. <laughs> yeah, you got only 50 random subscribers all over the earth. You can pay <laughs> us. Um but he's they're on the verge. They see the evil forces coming in upon them. They're lined up, ready to go, you know, and some he's making an epic speech about, you know, uh, valor and honor. And we have to defend the innocence and all this good stuff. And um, somebody kind of like coughs or like says something under the breath. And he's like, wait, what? no what did you just say and as, as the evil forces are just coming nearer and nearer she's like we really don't have time this he or she is really don't have time this and he just continues to make a molehill a mountain out of a molehill <laughs> no what did you say i know i saw i saw i knew you said words i know that wasn't just a cough are you talking yeah, shit? i mean <laughs> i saw your lips moving what do you cough like you're talking is that what you're saying <laughs> cough like you're talking I mean, what could you possibly say? This guy's not obviously not laughing. What did you say? That yeah. kind of scene. I like that scene. I think that's how it could probably maybe close the series out with that kind of scene. You know, the series closer. Because it's, yeah. it's he hasn't learned anything too at the no. end. The, the the arc, the archetype of the of the arc, uh, what's that called? Like the arc of the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The character arc. The arc of the character is very biblical. The character arc would be a complete circle because he's just right back to where it was. It wasn't like this, you know, kind of redemption kind of story. He is petty and he never will change kind of thing. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. If your vision was a different, different thing, then let me know. I know. I, I, I think you're right on the money. And I was kind of seeing as like a guy that's just, you know, trying to have it all. Really, he's a mm -hmm. superhero, but he's also got this career and um, he's just, you know, it, but the, the 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 mountains really are getting in the way, you know, and he just can't help it. Like, you know, typical office setting. He's at the water cooler, just, you know, jabbing about, um, you know, mur what the new murder she wrote. They all watched last night. Of course, and Angela Lansbury, classic. 
classic and everybody's watching it. They're all talking to the water cooler about it. And the guy that he's talking to at the water cooler is filling up his cup and looking at him and talking, but he's not paying attention. The cup overflows, spills all over Mr. Mountains, Mr. Mo, Mr. Mr. Molehill's shoes. There it is. <laughs> so it's just water on the shoes, not a big deal, but he freaks out over it. And then just like, do you see the shoes? But look at what you've done. Look yeah. at what you've done. Exactly. Look at like kind of pressing his face into he keeps like I feel like he's trying to get have it all, but he can't because he keeps losing jobs because mm-hmm. of making mountains out of molehills, right. and so to speak. And he's literally punishing that character or that guy who spilled water on his shoes by the puppy, the old school, you know, medieval kind of, so to speak, way of shoving their face in the mistake mm-hmm. like you do, you know, like. But an antiquated notion of shoving a dog and his face in the the mess that he made to know that he made it wrong. That's what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. And he's making a real big scene out of it, too. Of course, gets called into HR after that. Doesn't make a scene there, too. That's the thing about him. That's the complexity about Mr. Um, Mr. Molehill is that he just, you know, like the big stuff doesn't sweat him. It's that it's all the little things that really get to him. The littlest of things, spilling water on your shoes. Um, the, um, the, 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 the example you said with like the evil coming in and someone saying something under their breath. Like those are the kind of scenes that I think are really going to carry this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it, it is. It lives in the small. It, that kind of stuff lives in the small. The big stuff, you know, I think he's a torn character, let's say. Like, he just kind of see. he's like a bull when that stuff happens. He just sees red and he kind of blacks out in a sense. And it can be, then it can turn from a, this movie can go take a lot of twists from the kind of uh, indie film trying to, trying to, fit in in a world that you don't fit in and then to an epic blockbuster where he's a superhero and then to a dark a dark serial crime killer serial killer crime movie where he's like a torn two personalities like he's like i can't stop the urge to make <laughs> mountains out of molehills <laughs> in a metaphorical sense it's a character that can lend itself to a bunch of different genres too. Like I see it too, like that I can definitely see. I can also see it in like the romantic comedy scene, like where this guy is just like tr- going on these dates and he can't get it right because, you know, he just keeps fr- like, you know, you see a montage of him going on on dates and just freaking out because like all oh, the person's one minute late and we just see him like just looking at his watch and yelling. And just, you know, pointing at it in a very sarcastic way. Like, you know, you're, you're late to this, you know, freaking out over someone being a minute late. So that's going to, that's going to send them back a little bit. Or like, you know, the, 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 the waiter at the restaurant, you know, he, he, he gives them that the food isn't quite what he expected. He gets his steak medium instead of medium rare and just goes mm-hmm. back in the kitchen and just starts screaming at the chefs until he's thrown out on his ass out of sight of the restaurant. You know, that's never a good look for anybody. Yeah, I could see definitely. And I'm again, I'm picturing another scene in my head where he's doing that. So he's like, he's talking with, you know, he gets the food put in front of him and his dates food put in front of him, cuts into the steak, notices the mistake, gets up calmly. And he he just says, I'm sorry. I thought we would have, I thought we would be good together. As he walks back, and this again speaks to the uncontrollable nature of the mm-hmm. fact that he can't help but make 
um, mountains out of mohills again, metaphorically. Um, he goes to the back and has arms, slow motion arms on, in the, of the angels plays by Sarah McLaughlin mm-hmm. as he's just throwing plates down and he's like in the arms and just like him screaming in their faces and stuff like that. Um, so I could just see that scene being like a scene, like there would be blood where he was like, I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy. It, just a classic iconic scene, you know? And where you really get a glimpse into the character's, I don't want to say insanity, so to speak, but mm-hmm. you mentioned he he gets up from the table. He has that single tear going down his cheek. He knows that this could have worked out had everything gone perfectly their entire lives. <laughs> and this was the exactly. one mistake. This is the first mistake. He gets up from the table. He knows that she's going to view him as some sort of crazy lunatic right. after he makes this makes this uh, mountain out of a mohill but and he's just trying to make he's just trying to bring apart bring about a fair and just world you know all i know that's his that's his inner working is everything must be fair and just are you accountable you have to be held accountable for your actions and mm-hmm. if you're not even the smallest most minute most innocuous actions have to be stringently applied and if not society falls and crumbles similar to another batman character so now we're in another genre so this movie we have covered all the genres pretty much of popular genres except for horror i mean i guess you could weave horror in there somewhere too yeah where he's like i don't know i guess they're in a he's with a group of people classic horror you know they're in an abandoned house or something and you know they're running around they're trying to escape from the killer and they're he's turning like he goes into one room and turns the light on but the light bulbs burnt out or something and he like you know just freaks out on everybody like who forgot to change who does that who forgets to change a light bulb here i can't see i'm definitely going to get murdered now because i can't see anything and it really takes the the life out of the scene really mm-hmm. Before the life then, really gets taken out of the scene because they all get murdered because he's screaming and the killer's able to find them pretty quickly. Right, exactly. Like, I just feel like, and I feel like another scene that's coming to my head here is that he's changing the light bulb and as Arms of the Angel play, the other his other friends are slaughtered in the background and as he's angrily just twisting out the light bulb, sarcastically almost, like, you're like, ooh, this is hard. This is real difficult. <laughs> ooh, how many of me does it take to change a light bulb? He's saying to himself. Exactly. <laughs> and as, as back turned, his his friends are being being killed. Being mm-hmm. killed. And just, he doesn't come to until later from his rage blackout that he realizes you know, they have been killed and, every, you know, his close friends have been taken away from him just because of his inability to let things go. Mm. That's sad. It's a sad ending, really. It really is a dark, twisted ending. Yeah, it is really quite twisted. And I feel like that's kind of representative of his journey, mm-hmm. his journey through the sad and twisted. I mean, he started off a superhero and then <laughs> he became the villain. I think that's what we have to do too. And you just alluded to it, but the movie has to be all the genres. It's kind of like, you know, it's his acting reel. Exactly. This movie is going to be seven hours long. Mm-hmm. It's like boyhood, but it's not that. It's Mr. Mountain <laughs> Molehill Maker. <laughs> it's Damn that. it, Mr. Molehill Mountain Maker. God, I keep getting the title wrong. We get to work, work, work on that. That's part of the workshop is making sure you get the title correct. <laughs> 
<laughs> get title right. That's always a post that I put on the front of my any screenplay I write. <laughs> get the title right. I think we've got a movie here. So we've got the romantic comedy aspect. We've got the action superhero aspect. We've got the horror aspect. Um, do we have? We should get maybe like straight comedy. Maybe he's like a. This, this guy is you know taking an improv class. Mm-hmm. and just you know someone steps on his line or something and he just like is like again um the sarah mclaughlin arms of the angel are, is playing in slow motion this will be, just, that will be the yeah this will be the common denominator mm-hmm. it was almost like the kill bill thing when you ever she was about to freak out you hear the arms of the angel so we'll really throw them off because they're waiting for a sad scene and they're just getting a slow motion slow motion shot of him you know, berating a waiter or, a, a, you know, kitchen staff, stuff like that. That's the common thread. Yeah. That's that we have to, I mean, people need that while they're watching movies. Otherwise they just, you know, they, they don't like it and they lose their mind. So we don't want that to happen. So exactly. I think that having that song in every scene will work. You know, we'll make a better yeah. movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you put Sarah McLaughlin in anything, um, oh, man. it just becomes better. It's just more emotionally deep. Yeah, more emotionally deep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think we've got all the, do we, we have all the genres covered? I think we have a movie here, Matt. I mean, I don't know about you. What do you think about this so far? How's it stacking up to other characters that you've developed? I think it's stacking up really high, probably my best. Uh Um, And I'm including the Geico caveman, the caveman. (laughs) <laughs> I'm calling it. I call it the caveman. And then the guy goes, they stole it from me, but I digress. Uh, I would think it would be an interesting thought to see who we would cast as in the, in the movie, like just kind of a rough cast. Oh yeah. Obviously, well, we have to come up. We have to fill it out a little bit more. So we've got Mr. Molehill mountain maker. And then there should be some sort of sidekick, right? Yeah. Some friend that just, sticks with him even though they he's just this insufferable person to be around at points like um seemingly has no redeeming qualities um (laughs) and his only strength is to make big things out of little indiscretions yes that's is that's it so i mean who do you see in your mind who do i see as the sidekick or as as the main as mr molehill let's go with mr molehill first hmm that's a good that's a good question um i feel like christian bale Mm, yeah yeah idris elba would be a good character a good actor for that i mean he's he's obviously top notch i feel like a christian bale because i've heard him freak out about stuff Oh yeah, uh, that's a good the, one. McGee, help me out over here. <laughs> and I said him as New York for some reason. I don't know why I did a New York accent. It was close. Uh, yeah, he uh, he. I feel like he can really be like, oh yeah, I can absolutely play this character in my sleep because I freak out over things as well. I think that's it. I think Christian Bale is Mister Mister Molehill for sure because you're right. He has been known to freak out. I was thinking, yeah, the Christian Bale, Sean Penn. Um, but I like Christian Bale. I think that would be good. It would be because this I see as like, uh, you know, po- him post Batman. I know he's been in some other things, but this could be another, you know, series of movies he's in as a character. 
You know, he's exactly he's played multiple characters across multiple or the same character across multiple movies in a minute. Well, let's bring it back. Bring yeah, it back. absolutely. I, I think um, I think he would be a good character choice. What about a sidekick? Who do you think would be a good sidekick for him? Now, here is where I see um, this is where I see Idris Elba now as the mm. as the sidekick character to Christian Bale's freak out guy because Idris Elba is like an imposing figure. So I feel like he would be good to keep Mr. Mulhill in check a lot of times. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I feel like he's a real cool character, mm-hmm. he's a really cool guy. So it would like his freak outs would just kind of wash, you know, water off a duck's back, you know, just like wash over him, not even affect him. That's why he's been, been, been able to be around him so long is because these things don't sour his tastes of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, it, it, it's kind of like they. I mean, they, they do have like a a buddy cop kind of feel, and that's another mm-hmm. genre we're going to have to work into the movie as well. So we've got yeah about eight genres now. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a long movie, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth that. Um, I feel like that he should have a love interest. What came to mind for me, Gloris Leachman or Gloris Helen Leachman. Mirren? Yeah, Helen Mirren or Gloris Leachman. I like Helen Mirren as a choice. I think, um, I think, th- I think that's. Like, I think she she would bring a lot to the role. Cloris Leachman, is she still alive? I think so. <laughs> I know Helen Mirren is. So let's let's. Uh... She's looking great. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren is looking great. I'm pretty sure she's, you know, sucking the essence out of the youth. Like has oh. a bunch of youths, <laughs> and she just sucks essence from. No, Matt, you promised you wouldn't talk about this on the show. I know no, all those no. message boards you read. Now, let me get into the, you know, <laughs> QAnon. All this stuff is minor compared to this conspiracy theory. <laughs> all right, we got a pretty good A-list cast forming here. So we've got Christian Bale. We've got Idris Elba. We've got Helen Mirren. Now, we, we, we need a villain. Now, too, we need, like, the antagonist. Who... Uh, now i'm thinking of a funny like uh, not a person per se but a archetype or an arc or an archetype for the character i feel like the only person that can really be the villain of uh mr molehill is someone who is someone completely oblivious to these small indiscretions that won't drive him wild like someone who's really nice and not a classic villain in the sense, but like, oops, drop my fork, or you know, something. Somebody who just doesn't, Mister Bean, who, like drops their. F- yeah, exactly. Like completely oblivious to to the indiscretions that just drive Mister Molehill absolutely insane. So he constantly is committing them because he's not aware of that, and that drives it's like driving Mister Molehill insane kind of thing. The Christian Bale character. I think that's perfect for Mr. Bean. I mean, just what you described, like Mr. Bean, like Mr. Mulhill comes over for Thanksgiving to Mr. Bean's house. The turkey winds up on Mr. Bean's head and he's running around because it's, you know, classic Bean. And exactly. Mulhill's just freaking out over it. Like, oh my God, the turkey's on your, I can't eat this shit now. And then arms of an angel. He's like, you know, like finding the <laughs> trying to grab the turkey off of his head. Of course, it can't come off. So oh, cranberry sauce everywhere, you know, ensues. And that's the yeah. holiday portion of the movie, too. Perfect. We got Thanksgiving. Boom. Turkey on head. Mr. Bean, Mr. 
Mr. Bean character. I don't know the name of that actor. Is it Rowan something or something like that? Rowan Atkinson, I think. I feel like that's correct. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, that might be someone feelings, else. Though. Feelings are thoughts. Thoughts are all my thoughts are correct. Therefore, ergo, these are the. I mean, that's correct. Ipso facto. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we got a good we got a good house here. We got a good frame. There's no mm-hmm. cracks in this foundation. I think we got to get right into this. I mean, I that but now it goes to the the development phase. So this idea is out of the workshop. It's like, I think we could both deem it a success. Uh, absolutely. I I have my giant novelty size success stamp here, but obviously. Yeah. I did do that before on other podcasts and I did end up ruining my computer. So I'm going to learn my lesson this time. You know, I would just be like that, that podcast was a success. And then I smashed this first screen of my computer with the big novelty sized success stamp and Mm -hmm. it broke the computer, you know, just not, just not what they used to be anymore. They wouldn't take the, they don't take the, uh, the abuse as much as they used to. So I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm just going to put a verbal stamp of success on this time. That's smart. Save yourself the money. I mean, you already, you're, you know, in the red. So on your uh, finances because of that novelty stamp, I know that sent you back quite a bit, but you really wanted it for this bit. And I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it, Matt. So, but I'm, you're getting use out of it. You're getting use out of it. That's good. Yeah. I remember you telling me like, I don't know how that's going to work. They can't even see us. Mm -hmm. They can't see the stamp. What are you going to, we don't have any paper involved. Like you're going to break your computer, man. You're going to (laughs) break it. (laughs) And I told you, no, no, no. I made a bit of a mountain out of that molehill, mm. and we. And I remember we we got into a little bit of a tiff, and I was like, "Don't you try to." Get, it was like the the stamp was becoming Yoko. I feel like wow, yeah, it was. It was very good, timely um, comparison <laughs> to make too. I was more the Idris Elba character in that exchange, if I recall. Just like really cool and like you know physically imposing too. You know what I mean? You you had started off like that, but I do remember a distinct moment where you were being really cool, but then you sharded and <laughs> it kind of lost all momentum in the sense that you kind of dismissed a little bit. Yeah, well, we had to leave the room immediately after that. Oh, well, I completely forgot what we were talking about because the smell was so putrid. <laughs> it was like it was hard to like speak, comprehend, you know, have, have cognitive function, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real, it was, it was a bad one. Those enchiladas was, again, they get me every time. I tell you, I tell you, we've talked about dude, enchiladas before. Just, and you just don't stop eating them. Mm-mm. You just can't. It's, it hurts so good, right? <laughs> it does. Mellencamp had it right. It hurts so good. I think we've got a movie here though, Matt. I think this is now uh, moving out of the workshop and moving on to the Jargon Boys development team, which will mm. be another episode in a future week that we will revisit this idea and flush out even more than we may be writing the script on air, which will be a lot of just, it'll be a mostly silent episode because we'll just be writing. Um, so <laughs> you'll like maybe hear some keyboard clicks or something, but that'll be, that'll be about it, but we'll see how those go. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of avant-garde kind of, you know, people <laughs> like, like the, that weird kind of, entertainment i feel like that would be uh, right up their alley mm-hmm. reach out to another sector of the of the melting pot so that is wild. our listeners and our country of mm-hmm. the us of a 
Mm-hmm. And the world. We have a listener in Brazil. Don't forget hey, too. What's up, Brazil, dude? What's up, Brazil? This is what happens when you have 100 downloads. You get personally <laughs> said hello to every, every time you download our show. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, tune in a future week for the development team. And next week, we'll be dropping another episode on Monday. Uh, Matt, where can they find us before we get out of here? At Jargon Boys on Twitter. Yes, nice and clean. At Jargon Boys. Send us your thoughts we thought about this one we thought about past ones we'd love to hear from you we'd love to see a review of um, our shows we can read it on air and but that's going to do it we'll see you next week bye see you guys